advice would you give an aspirant, an FM aspirant, you know, looking to pursue a successful career in the FM industry? Get involved. Um, not only get involved, I think the first thing is find somebody to mentor you. And when you've been mentored, you've got your career going and established and you're succeeding, is then give back, then find somebody to mentor yourself. So I think that's kind of important. I think that the way to success is, is find people that will take you under their wing and then reciprocate that back. career was um, experiential it developed incremental over many many years and I've been you know looking back on, on like this today very fortunate you know when you're thinking well you pack many years in you know we, we do what we do because our partners our wives our whatever relationship you're in mm-hmm. it's a team and you know out long nights uh, uh, institutional work or even the day job uh, takes a lot of time but I think I've said on numerous times as I still do when I'm helping students or if I'm supporting or coaching organisations or developments, um, I always say, especially if they're early in their FM career, um, find out as much as you can about everything, network. But what you need to try and do, I believe, is find something that really fires you up and you're interested in. You know, people come into FM from HR, from admin, from engineering like I did, or maybe from security, but that may not be where you end up. It's a broad, broad scope of services. So I think if you can get fired up on something that really is interest, dare I say passionate, then I think you've got more chance of learning and developing and getting roles and increasing your, your scope in your career about something you're really, really interested in. So, but overall, I, I always say to people, generally, I believe that people are kind. Mm-hmm. And if you ask, and certainly people developing in their career, early FM career, people will always help. So I said, ask them, you know, if I can't tell you, I'll find someone. But people will always generally, if you ask, give you some help, especially if they know you're trying to develop and you're keen in your career. Um, and on that, I must admit, Basca, sometimes I think, should I have been more pushy in my career earlier? You know, it sort of evolved. And then I think, well, I'm pleased with what I've achieved and I can live with what I've achieved. So, you know, we're all different, but I'd certainly encourage people to find out a lot of what they can and find something that's a real spark of interest for them. keep pedaling absolutely anybody can have a career in fm it's a really welcoming sector there are opportunities for any talent to shine because what we're about in fm is being able to get things done and make things happen so if you are a person who likes being busy and you are able to talk to people and get stuff done or you are able to solve technical problems and get stuff done or you are able to um, develop some kind of new technology that will help people to get stuff done and get things sorted out. Um, Anybody could build a career in FM. I'm a very ordinary person from a very ordinary background. And um, most of the people at the top of the profession also are. Um, 
you know, people that look like they have been exceptionally successful, when you actually speak to them in these podcasts, you'll see that generally people will say, well, you know, I got a job and then I got another one and I just worked hard. There isn't some kind of magical success thing. Um, I think it's about being willing to work hard and develop your talents where they lie. And that's where FM is good because there are so many different opportunities that whatever strengths you have, you'll be able to make them sing out in an FM role. Best piece of advice. Wow, I had lots of advice, I suppose, over the time. The um, yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. Someone giving me, someone giving me specific advice. I think um, I tell you what I got. Uh, what what another thing that really sort of uh, stuck with me is is one of one of the team I talked about there that helped my career. Um, what he taught me was um, when I was new into my sort of more senior role and I was presenting, so, so you, you get thrown into a more senior role and you present to your peers. So we had a couple of big conferences back in the back in the day, 2000 and something, when I was new into sort of role as a senior me- member of the team. And I presented to the presented to everybody and and, um, and, and what, he, what he used to do, which no one had ever done before, and it, and it really stuck with me, is that we'd, we'd finish the presentation, we'd finish the conference and everybody would be heading off home. and um, and he, he'd always ring me and like, he'd ring me and go, well, how do you think it went today, Rory? And then he'd say, well, what about this? And what about that? He'd give me like feedback. And at the time I didn't, I didn't notice, I didn't really, I didn't notice it was feedback, if that makes sense. Cause I was probably not thinking enough about it, but, but what it used to make me feel really good. It was really good that he'd ring up and say, oh, you could have done this, you could have done that. It was, he was critiquing. He wasn't criticizing at all, but, but, but it made me feel like, um, and it made me improve. And I think what, what that has done for me is that, the importance of um, feedback or one-to-ones or having sort of proper conversations with people and and nurturing people is is something. So it wasn't really it wasn't really advice, but it was how I was being treated by someone that I saw as quite senior. That that I was thinking, wow, he's actually taking time to ring me up and he's actually taking time to go, yeah, but yeah, he's really well on that. But why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? And, and that's really stuck with me. It stuck with me how it made me feel. If that makes sense. So 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 I, and and then. Now I know with my own team and, and with anybody actually, and I'll help anyone, is that if, if people want a bit of advice or if someone's doing stuff and they're not quite sure, then my door's always open. And, and um, because it, that, that small that small bit of help goes a long way for people. And particularly the more seen you get in a business it is that people might see you as a bit aloof or a bit distant. It's like, no, it's just, I'll help. I want everybody to get better. So, so in terms of, it wasn't really a word of advice, um, but I think it was, I've learnt. Uh, I've seen lots of different management styles over my my career. Some of them horrific, some of them fantastic. So, so I've probably learnt from people as opposed to to, to have to have um, sort of words of advice. I think I've seen some styles and think, oh no, that's not that that is not the way I'd like to be managed or how I would manage. And on the flip side, I've I've had people where I go, wow, yeah, okay, that's just those little those little things make a difference. I think that's the thing for me it's those little it's the little things that do make a difference in terms of how you how you manage people um, mm. one of the things that i think i've grappled with over time is to be able to listen to myself 
to listen, you know, there's so many people telling you what to do and what not to do and, you know, giving you their opinion of you and of what you're doing and what's right and what's wrong. And I think that if you can find time to meditate and to center yourself and understand what's truly important to you, then those decisions become easier. And I've only learned that kind of post breakdown um, about, because I was too involved in what other people thought of me or my decisions or what was right or was wrong. And I stopped listening to what is core to me as clearly as I should have, or it took me longer, or I agonized more. And I think if you can spend that 15 minutes every morning or every evening or whatever works for people to find where your center is, then every challenge you have in life is easily navigated. In terms of that advice that I give people coming into to, to FM, I'm not sure there. I'm not sure you can have nowadays a career like mine, where you, where, where you go from the mailroom to CEO. Um, uh, I like to think that you can, um, but perhaps the the big big service providers now, I think maybe that's difficult to do. But there's definitely, you know, facilities is a career where ordinary people. Um, who perhaps haven't got a university degree can work their way into management, work their way into leadership roles, um, can make a difference. And if they want to, there are different measures of success, of course, but if they want to progress up the ladder, um, then I think my number one advice is keep moving around. Um, you know, work supply side, work customer side work in the finance industry, work in the manufacturing industry, work as a consultant, work as, a, work as a, an operational person, try some time in business development, do some work overseas. Um, I think, you know, that, that, that point about you have to decide in FM if you're gonna be a specialist or a generalist. Nothing wrong with being a specialist. If you wanna be a specialist in space planning, um, you could be you could become the best space planner in the country and, and and make set up your own company and make a fortune. You know, that's of course you can be successful that way. But if you want to succeed as FM, you've got to be, you've got to know as much as possible about that amazing multiverse that, that, that is facilities management. And you will gain the respect of the people you work for and the people you um uh, are, are, are serving if you have that broad knowledge and broad experience. So, you know, I, 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 I get very frustrated when people come to me for career advice and they show me their CV, you know, and it says facilities manager for a bank, move to become facilities manager for an insurance company, move to become facilities manager for another bank. And I'm like, you know, every job you do has got to add value to you. It's got to be something where you learn something new and you increase your value to the people who are going to employ you or pay for your services in the future. So that's one piece of advice. And then the second piece of advice, which is probably more important, is remember the people. Yeah. FM, you know, those 50 years that I talked about, you know, and technology features heavily, heavily in each of them, we were having to make massive adaptations to the way 
we dealt with FM because the technology changed and that's happening again at the moment. Um, but in all of them, you know, there were cleaners, there mm. was security guards, there were kitchen staff, there were porters. Um, and yes, we've got, you know, robotics and AI and stuff coming in now, but it's going to be a very, very long time before they actually replace our people, if ever. Um, what they do at the moment is what it's always happened in the past, which is the technology supplements the service that we can provide, enhances it so that we can provide better service. Um, but it's still the people that matter. Um, we're both the people that provide the service and you need to look after them and care for them because they really are hackneyed term, our greatest asset. Although Premier League football clubs are the only people who put them on the asset list in their balance sheet. The people we serve, it's also about the people we serve. Again, we don't serve the building. The building is just there to keep the people dry while they're doing what it is they're trying to achieve. Our job is to help them achieve, what, what, you know, make them more productive. And we must sell the story constantly to, to uh, business, government, society, that facilities management makes a difference. We make a difference to productivity. We make a difference to the attraction and retention of talent. We make a difference to risk. We make a difference to reputation. Um, we make a difference to the environment. Um, we're not about PPM or, or square feet or valve returns. We're about stuff that really, really matters to everybody. that you have to be endlessly curious. I think you have to be nosy. You have to want to know and understand things. You have to be never afraid of asking questions and, and never being afraid of saying, I don't know, never feeling the need to be an expert. Uh, I don't feel that I'm an expert. I've just done a lot and very happy to share it. But there, I don't think there is anything as an FM expert because there's too many fields that are within facilities management and all of them have their functional experts, but I'm a generalist and uh, I, I think it's, it's fine. That's fine to be like that. Just be endlessly curious about people, about knowledge, about digital experiments. And I mean, all the internet of things, gosh, I'm glad I'm not an FM operationally today because I could never get my head around all these wonderful, amazing robotics and AI and things that are coming on now. So quite apart from the challenges that younger FMs have, my goodness me, they, they've got an awful lot to soak up. They must have brains the size of a planet. To all our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Please do visit www.pachurain.com forward slash pachutalk FM podcast to this specific episode link to everything that was mentioned in this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, review and share Pachu Talk FM podcast. 
We will see you at the next episode with another special guest. Until then, it's Bhaskar Sundar signing off. <laughs>